Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to David Locke coming up here momentarily. Radio voice of the Utah Jazz. I'm sure he's eager, as he said before, Gordon, to uh, get back to calling some basketball games. And uh, there's certainly light at the end of that tunnel. Man, if Locke feels the way Bowler does, he's chomping at the bit to get back and uh, call away. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, especially a, a busybody like David. He's got to be going a little stir-crazy, right? I could only imagine all the information he's been storing up Voice in the in-between. You know, I wonder if, if David, uh, you know, because I do the pre-off and post, obviously, Gordon, I wonder if we're going to be handing the, the baton off to David in studio. I mean, I would imagine he'll probably be... In studio here, I would guess. As long as it's not an actual baton because of the whole social distancing. Oh, yeah, right. right, So so I might be able to, or I might be hanging out with David a little more. It'll be good. Maybe you shoot a t-shirt at him. Mm, I don't have a t-shirt cannon. Is that something you have? (laughs) No. No. No, I don't. I don't know anybody who has that. Full time out now. 157 left. I didn't get to see the replay on that. We'll try to see if we can get it when we come back. Jazz by nine, 157. Left in the set. Oh, my God. <laughs> then they go to break. And then come back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hashtag <laughs> Jazz Blast is going to be quite something if someone's listening to the radio. Thank goodness we got halftime here in a second. I'm going to need it. <laughs> I just because I, he I just got like, shot with I, a t-shirt cannon. I just like the uncertainty of it all. How it just ends. <laughs> That's the best right, part. Full time out now. One fifty-seven left. I didn't get to see the replay on that. We'll try to see if we can get it when we come back. Jazz by nine. One fifty-seven left in the set. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it could have been anything. It sure could. I mean, have. a bear could have come out of the portal and nabbed him. A literal bear. A literal bear. This was a bear shooting him with a, a cannon. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Now, wait a minute. That's the way it ended? And it just went away to break? And it right? just went to break, yeah. Poor producer, our guy Adrian, that was back here at the time, was like, I guess we'll go to commercial break. I have no idea what happened, but uh, probably ought to go to break. And we know the Jazz were up by nine. I don't think the score was 157. That's probably how much time was left on the clock, I think right? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. So we have some info available there. No, if if I'm listening to that, I'm I'm quite concerned about David. Uh, I, you know what what might have happened because obviously it was something sudden, and it it well, sound, it, you know obviously carried some blunt force. Well, I'll tell you what, Gordon. If you procure me a t-shirt cannon, I'd be happy to shoot it at David. <laughs> when we get from, things from uh, point blank range, yeah. When we get things going again, I'll I'll kick open the door and and fire that sucker right at David. Uh, we Tony joke, Montana but style, right? Just right there. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Uh, no, it's kind of it's kind of like we were talking about the other day, the uh, last episode of The Sopranos. That's kind of what that was like. Yeah, where it just things went dark. It, it, Tony looks up, and then it goes dark, and David makes his exclamation, and boo, mm-hmm. just goes away. So we do have a lot to get David's thoughts on. 
Uh, that's for sure. The uh, the the rules of the bubble. We'll get his thoughts on that. Man, uh, you are so fixated on the rules of the bubble, man. I'm so fixated on it. Yes, seems like everybody's so fixated on it. And by the way, didn't you write a column about it? Yeah, but but I I was complimenting essentially the setup. Uh, I I was not getting completely hung up on every little detail that uh, they were turning it into, you know, some Orwellian situation. Didn't I just say we'll ask David about it? I wasn't expressing an opinion either way. Just said we'll, <laughs> ask, him, we'll ask him about well, the I, rules I in the what, bubble. I know what your opinion is. I've heard it. No, my opinion is whatever it takes to get him back going. Honestly. <laughs> and I said that. I said if I were a player, regardless of my concerns, I'd be on board because that's for You made it good. sound like they were loading all the NBA into an aquarium and, and, and Big Brother was going to be watching every minute and you were concerned about I would be concerned the liberties about that. of the players. I am so, concerned about what, that. What, <laughs> yeah, but that concern is on down the line. I mean, the NBA is doing everything it can to keep these guys safe and you make it sound like it's all a setup to try and, you know, sting them with something. You never know. All right, it's time to talk to our friend David Locke. Our conversation with David is brought to you, as always, by the Murdoch Auto Team. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Of course, he's the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. He is David Locke. David, hello. Hello, how are you? Uh, we're doing just great. Uh, David, how are you doing? Things good? I'm good, yeah. Beautiful. Turned into a beautiful day after snow in the mountains this morning, so we're all good. Yeah, it's, it, it has turned into a beautiful day, no doubt. Well, hey, participate in our conversation here. We've seen all the, the long list of, I guess, strategies for the bubble, rules, things going on. What, uh, what jumped out to you? What, do you? what do you think about the blueprint the NBA has laid out? I mean, it's obviously incredibly detailed, and they are clearly trying to keep everyone as safe. I mean, you know, as much as they've been criticized – at times that this is a money grab and they're not, you know, safety for it. That's pretty clear safety first. So in in the midst of it, where it's very clear that you, you know, they need to play games and, and bring that money back in. And it's a lot of money. Um, it does seem as though they're trying to take every precaution necessary for safety. David, are you of the opinion, as my co-host is over there, that uh, the NBA has taken it too far, that testing alone should be enough, not having spy cams around the campus? Well, I mean, the, the concept is that you're trying to keep people inside that realm, right? So, you know, if someone leaves and goes out, then you're suddenly exposing that group to a huge amount more more contacts, and that's what they're trying to avoid, so I can understand it. I honestly don't. Here's the one I don't understand. If everyone's testing every day and everyone's negative and they're staying in, then why so many precautions with everyone who's negative? Like, I don't, I'm not criticizing. I just don't understand. Like, I'm living a life right now where I'm trying to be socially distanced, and, but, I mean, you're also living a life a little bit, I think, of where I'm assuming at times that I don't know why, and probably incorrectly, that some of the people around me are negative, right? Right. And I don't, and I don't even know that they're negative. But if like I knew they were negative, I would think. I don't know. I'm confused. I guess is what I'm saying. Can I can I offer you my my theory on that? Yeah. I think outside of the daily testing, everything else is pretty much just PR. 
I mean, like you look at some of that stuff. I mean, wiping the ball off on your jersey. Give me a break. I mean, at, at one moment you're you're banging down on the boards with Rudy Gobert, and you're going to tell me that you're worried about wiping off the ball with a jersey. I mean, I think your your point is 100 percent correct. If you're testing that frequently, that's all that matters. I think everything else is just mm, signals to everybody, like, hey, we're being careful. See, this is where I disagree with him, David. I think it is it's a good thing. To, to, to be as careful as possible. I, I don't think, I'm not so cynical to think that it's just about public relations. I think they want every base covered, and that's okay by me. I'm in between the two of you. I'm not where Jack or Jake is. I think that somebody, they're getting guidance from very high-end people, and someone's told them that that's important. And I just don't understand. I just don't, I need to know more. Like, that's all I'm saying. But I think that they've been informed that those are the necessary steps. No no doubles ping pong, David, because, I mean, that obviously is going to cause an outbreak. Yeah. (laughs) You are such a cynic. They're testing every day. Why uh, why is this other stuff all so necessary? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm not criticizing. I just would like... Um, I'd like to understand more. Like, I'd like to know more so I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, well, th- sorry, Gordon, go ahead. Uh, what did you think, David, of, of the hotels being assigned by, uh, by placement in the standings as we speak now? I thought that was kind of interesting. That, well, that uh, makes, some, that, that yeah, makes some sense because I think what that means is that when teams are eliminated, those hotels get opened up to other things. Hmm. And you would assume that everyone gets eliminated based on that order. And you would assume that Disney's in a hurry to sell some hotel rooms. And, yeah, I don't uh, know if it's to sell. I don't know if it's to sell hotel rooms or if it's to open it up for families to come visit. Right. Right. Is it? Upon the second round, each person can, each team can kind of bring in an extra person. Right? Isn't there fifteen to seventeen increased spots once you hit the second round? Yes. yes correct. Mm-hmm. It, 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 is it uh, is it beyond dispute that the hotel the Jazz are in is the nicest of the three? I don't know anything about Disney World Orlando hotels. I have no efficiency rating on it. <laughs> I have no effective field goal percentage on it. I have nothing. <laughs> you know what the bummer is? Eight-game sample size is not going to be enough to make any evaluation accurately and we're going to all make them inaccurately uh without enough sample size of eight regular season games to be able to figure out what the impact of the layoff is the impact of playing without fans all of these things we're going to make all sorts of suppositions and we're going to use not enough data to try to solve answers to those questions david lock with us on 97.5 and 1280 the zone uh david switching gears a little bit and i know Uh, that you talked about this on your podcast. But Gordon and I broke down the interview that Ed Davis did with Hoops Hype very thoroughly the other day, and I thought his particular perspective and his words were were really right on the money and I think represents kind of the feelings of a lot of players, I would guess, out there. Give me your thoughts on what Ed Davis had to say and what stood out to you. So Ed Davis is really one of the, like, leaders in this league. I mean, Dame Lillard called him the best teammate he's ever had. That has exemplified itself multiple times this year with the Utah Jazz of 
of what his leader, what he does with his leadership and what he's brought to this team has been incredibly important in key moments. And we saw it there because that was leadership. That was, yeah. I'm going to speak for a bunch of players on an issue that doesn't impact me. I'm going to address the fact that um, if we don't play, we could put this league into financial peril. Um, I'm going to save the league was one of his quotes. Um, you know, the, the owners could tear up the CBA if they don't play this year, which could be a fairly significant change to the many players. So I thought Ed took a huge leadership role there and talked about what he could do. And then I also thought it was just very well thought out on, you know, the value of money and what he what the value of money could do for all these people inside the black community. What do you think, uh, David, about what Kyrie Irving was talking about, all those concerns he had, and then even suggesting at one point that maybe the players start their own league? I don't want to diminish what Kyrie said because I think that would probably be the classic example of what's going on in this movement and where, you know, maybe I don't have the life experience in the – in the, in the positioning to be able to understand where he's coming from. Um, but with that said, I thought, you know, there's some aspects of it where I feel it was a little strange for the guy who, you know, can't, isn't going to play anyway to be the one leading the idea that we're not, we shouldn't play. Um, that, you know, like Dwight Howard, I'll actually say has a lot more credibility, right? Like Dwight Howard's got a championship. He's about to go win. And if he's making comments of like, you know what, there might be something more important. Okay, I'm a, like that caught my ear. Um, so, you know, I think Kyrie probably has a lot of points in there that have a lot of validity, and that some of them are getting lost inside of the shuffle of media headlines. And I'm not sure I understand the perspective he's bringing to the table on that one. What I read, David, about what the league is saying it's it wants to do in conjunction with the completion of the season and at other times is be a force behind social justice and racial equality. How do you think they can best do that? Well, I think this is really important. I thought Mark Spears at Undefeated wrote some, a really good piece on this. Like, I'm the players right now. I'm empowered, and I think – and you know what? Like, we're on a neutral site, and I want Black Lives Matters on the floor. And I want, you know, if I'm, if I'm a player right now and I've got a brand deal with you, like, my ads are not running unless they involve this messaging as well. Um, I, I think the, the players, have, this, that's where they can use this league and the support of the league and this time period and the attention they'll have to be a force for change in the play while playing. Like, yeah, I, I would agree. Like just going to the arena and playing eight games is not necessarily going to be a, you know, impact on the movement and could in fact be a distraction. Like that's, there's a legitimate argument to that. I'm not sure I totally buy it, but it's a, it's a legitimate argument. You know, there are also then multiple things you could do while in Orlando that, increase awareness, help the movement, and the, and tell the league, like, if we're coming back to play and we're going to be in the circumstances, then we're doing these, we need your support, and if you're going to support us, then we these are the five things that we're interested in. And I think that those, that's where I think Avery Bradley and Kyrie Irving and, and these guys have some really 
that's great. Like, that's exactly what you should be doing right now. Let's go. David Locke with us. And, David, on that uh, call last Friday where some objections were raised, Donovan Mitchell was on that call, and according to reports, he's concerned about the injury issue. And, of course, we can understand that where he's due a pretty substantial uh, contract extension or a possibility of such. And uh, speaking of Ed Davis, he cleared that up a little bit and gave a little insight on Donovan's specific uh, situation. But what do you think about that situation and his concerns? What can the NBA do? Maybe an insurance policy of some sort, or is it just what it is? I mean, I think, you know, the the nervousness falls out of the fact that we're into an environment we've never been before, right? So, So we just don't know are we more susceptible to injury? Are we not? Um, you know, so I think, um, you know, I think that that's, that's where I think that stemmed from is that, that reaction at least by, um, by Donovan is like, gosh, I've never been off this long. Like, are we actually more likely to get injured here? And then what happens if I get injured? So I, you know, I understand the concern, frankly, you know, we've seen plenty of players with eight games left in the regular season be concerned about injury. Um, so, you know, I thought Ed Davis said that pretty clearly. Um, I don't know what they can do. Like, can they do a special signing period where if you're going to offer him the contract, you can offer it to him now because you would have offered it to him on July 1 and we're going to be past that date? Like, I, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Do you think the ramp up to the season now or the restart of the season is adequate? It seems like it's fairly deliberate, uh, you know, indicating a time for individual workouts and then, uh, you know, more intense workouts and then team workouts and then finally some kind of scrimmages and then the games over the period of a, over a month. Um, seems fine. Way above my pay grade to have any idea. You know, I've taken a grand total of zero classes in my lifetime on um, any type of physical exercise science or anything of the sort. So I I have absolutely um, no idea um, about the body's ability to ramp up in this after tomorrow, this time off. All right, David, uh, let's get to some favorites when we do return to play. Is it the Lakers, Clippers, uh, Bucks, and everybody else, or who else should we move into that mix? No, I think those three are probably on a superior class to anyone else. I think the only one that would be interesting to me is Toronto's really fast, and I don't know whether that'll have an impact. Like they have, like there's certain unique skills. You wonder what those unique. You know, we don't know what the impact will be, and so what unique skills and so Toronto's speed, I think, is a is a unique skill. Their ability to play really fast. Maybe they'll have better endurance and tire people out and do those kind of things. Um, I think the, uh, um, you know, does Houston small become more productive than it would have been otherwise? You know, and there's obviously the obvious questions of who comes in shape, who's fresh, who's not. Is the layoff better for older players or younger players? There's so many unknowns. Uh, but unquestionably, the three best teams in the league were Clippers, Lakers, Bucks. Seems as though that would be surprising if they're not still. David, is it my imagination or have you either noticed or studied this out a little bit that there are players that are being developed who are not big name or who are not big names who are having impacts on teams? And I'm not even saying that they're superstars or stars even, but they are really, really good players who are contributors. Is Have you noticed a, a trend in that direction? Um. 
You know, there's an interesting draft a few years ago, which is the Alec Burks, Clay Thompson, um, Kawhi Leonard draft. And if you look at that draft, the draft for the players 11 through 20 are better than the players 1 through 10. And that's pretty unheard of. Um, you know, you've got your five best players in the NBA right now are a number one pick, a number, you know, 14 pick under a unique circumstance out of Greece, a number three pick in a Harden, Steph Curry, and a number nine pick. So there's still, I don't know who the fifth best player in the league is. Um, they're still, you know, the best players in the league are still probably uh, the elite, elite players in the league are still, you know, you know it when they enter the league. Um, I mean, Zion clearly. Uh, are there, you know, I, so what's, how far down is your tier? I guess I need my answer to that question. Um, both the Morris twins were in that draft I was mentioning. So, um, I mean, the Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal type, is that what you're alluding to? The set, the non-drafted players who become rotation players more than we used to have? Yeah, kind of more cl- closer to that kind of thing. You know, I, I just hear about players contributing in a major – I can't even think of an example right now, but uh, players that are seem to be helping – who's the kid at Miami with Miami that is, uh, has been so Duncan useful? Robinson. Yeah, I mean, you got guys like that that seem to be – Contributors, not not stars, but but so I think, worthy I mean, I think players. So I think there's been an evolution in what skill sets are most important, and that may have led. And as the game evolves, then you know a draft of five or six years ago is probably off because the game is different today than it was five or six years ago. Does that make sense? Um, Duncan Robinson and Davis Pertans are. Six foot eight pure shooters. If I was a NBA scout, I would be looking for six foot eight shooters. Like there's something, uh, the volume three point shooting is important and the ability to just be able to get them off. Like I'm not sure that Donovan Mitchell or Mike Conley could get off the 12 threes a night that Duncan Robinson gets off. He does it in Davis Bertans gets off. They do it because they're tall. Um, and that height. You know, Kyle, everyone wanted to compare Jimmer Fredette to Kyle Korver, and they forgot about the five-inch difference. <laughs> so I think that type of player has a value maybe. Um, I think the game's evolving, and so maybe that is the case. Gordon. Real quick, David, before we let you go, do you know your broadcast plans yet? Are you going to be with me here in the studio? Are we going to be spending a lot of time together coming up here shortly? Um, I don't know. Oh. I was hoping for good <laughs> news there. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that we'd be hanging out. David goes, that's not good news in my corner. And I know. I do feel a little rejected there. Well, I'm just going to socially distance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, whatever the case may be, I think we're really excited to hear you get back to calling some action. Or get there soon enough. Like, give me a long, what is it, another 43 days or so, 44 maybe, maybe 45 Hey, we've made, it, we've made it this far, David. I mean, how bad could the last 40-whatever be? Um, this year, I am not answering that question. That's actually a good point. Do you have to get the <laughs> vocal cords back in condition, David? Is that uh, is that something you got to work on? Um, in the preseason of a regular season, I do do some things not vocal cord-wise, but just to get ready for the speed and things. I don't, 
you know, I've never called a game from a monitor before in an empty studio, so I this will be all brand new and I'm working on some creative ways to try to make it most interesting and we'll see what we can figure out. Do you want Austin and I to do sound effects in the background? We could try. <laughs> oh no, please no. No, would that not be good? Probably not. I've heard Austin sound effects and those do not smell good. I mean are not good. <laughs> oh, oh, Buzzing. I mean, uh, <laughs> and you said you didn't have any scientific background, David. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, David, you are the best. Thank you. Tony Brothers is blind! It's always a highlight of our week to talk to you, my friend. Talk to you later. See you, David. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. I didn't mean to blindside him with that question where he would be broadcasting. I was just uh, hoping that would be the case. Well, I imagine if... Well, I don't know. Maybe he's sitting on the edge of his seat, not sure yet. But I was going to say, I would imagine that that if he were going to go, he would have known by now, right? Well, I I would think so too. But didn't we do when we talked to Bowler yesterday? Didn't Bowler seem pretty sure that the broadcast teams for like everybody was not going to be there? And haven't That's we even seen the national broadcasters say that they're not going to be there either? Yeah, so Kevin, Kevin Harlan said that for the first the the regular season finale or whatever, and I think through the first round of the playoffs, there won't be anyone but so national guys to, on a monitor, right? So I didn't mean to jump the gun there. I actually thought it was fairly established that broadcasters weren't going to be there. But well, maybe I did. Hope I lingers still, maybe. Maybe. Uh, it would well, be you, cool. You are the official spokesperson for TNT Broadcasting. I am. That's true. And Turner yeah. Sports. I got that job this morning. Hey, Austin, remember yesterday when no. Jay said he was, going to, uh, he was going to try to be more constructive and not bring everybody down all the time? That was yesterday. And it was I, I, boring. I, <laughs> I just, I just wondered whether that was going to uh, continue on a while bit. Uh, no. In fact, I don't no, think it lasted. Jake, Jake's charm is that he can turn a, a bad thing into a good and a good thing into a bad. Thank you, Austin. And besides, that really I, is that really is a talent. <laughs> I don't think it lasted the whole show yesterday. No, no it, it didn't. didn't last till the next comment. If you recall, you you tested Gordon to see if he'd call you on it, and Gordon just said, I don't and know, he didn't. Yeah, you didn't really hold me accountable yesterday, so I kind of lapsed back into some old habits. Yeah, well, look, I mean, you can't uh, you can't uh, hold back a river by sticking your hand out like that, you know. I mean, it's just some things aren't even worth the effort. And a river runs through it. What? Huh? Did you just make that up? That book, by the way, is poetry. A river runs through it. Uh huh. I've got to admit, moves about as fast as poetry. Too. This is that is uh, that is one. <laughs> You're talking about the movie. Well, here they are back in the freaking river. I have not read that book, but I, I get it. I, Brad Pitt's a bad boy. Next. <laughs> I do love that movie. Which did you see for? Which did you experience first, the book or the movie? The movie. Oh. <laughs> but so you experienced the movie first and read and but enjoyed the book more. Yeah, I think the the book was better. I've but I've, but I've I, I, I will say this: you have said it in the past that once you see characters portrayed on the big screen, it is it is hard to exorcise them out of your mind as you're imagining. Right. Uh, when you're beaming the pictures from the book up on the the big screen in your brain. Right. Can you think of uh, a worse way to live your life? Church. Fishing, sleeping, <laughs> church, fishing, picking up your brother that just got arrested, sleeping, church, fishing, sleeping. Yeah, I, college. I was, I was going to say, if you were talking about Brad Pitt, I, I'm pretty sure he mixed some drinking in there, too. 
I meant the older brother. <laughs> the, I see that. The, the guy, one that wrote the book. The guy from the program. Yeah. Uh, what's well, the, what is his name? The the actor? I can't remember the actor's name. Yeah. But he was in the program. Wasn't he the, the quarterback? Yep. Uh, from that movie? What's his name? Hmm. Smith. <laughs> okay. Bob Smith. All right, uh, we'll get to more coming up next. We'll react to what David had to say. We'll talk some more NBA basketball. And Craig got, Sheffer. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Craig Sheffer, that's right. We've got sounds of various clips as well. Stay tuned. Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. You know, Gordon, uh, it, it, this is a great breakup song. You have breakup songs that remind you. But, but wouldn't it be great if you broke up with a loved one and were able to say, you know, I, I'm hurting a little bit, but I'm still a rock star. So <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it. I mean, that's 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 a pretty good argument, right? Like, yeah, 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 my heart hurts a little bit. But then I, I remember... Oh, yeah, I'm a rock star. (laughs) Wow, I feel so much better already. (laughs) Oh, man. I always thought that was funny. It was a good breakup. You you know, where you're, you're, uh, who's going to move on? Who's going to be happy? Move on first. You know, Pink probably just thought, well, like, you know, this sucks a little bit, but, but, you know, I'm still a zillionaire who can afford pretty much anything. And, oh, yeah, I'm a rock star. And do you know what happened after (laughs) she released that song? Then they get back together. Her husband apologized for everything he had done wrong. He went to rehab. He cleared up his life, and she took him back. You know, I I, I actually thought about that as I was Hmm. watching that song in concert, thinking to myself, I wonder how much, what's his name, Corey, Carrie Hart, I think is his name, Carrie Hart, the, the motorcycle rider. I wonder how much he hates that song. (laughs) <laughs> and that's like one of her most popular. That's like she has to play that at every single concert. And it was totally written about him. Oh, 100%. Every single lyric written about how much she hates him. And, and how she much, was right. Uh, she uh, is a freaking rock star in every way. Star. And but he's nothing. It this way. Yeah, but think of it this way. He rides that's motorbikes it. for a living. <laughs> that's something. It's not a rock star. It's not the peak yeah, but- status rock star. No, but uh, who says everything has to be equal? He had to beg her to take him back. Right. Enough said. <laughs> and has to now be tortured by that song. Right. For the you rest can, of their marriage. You, you can categorize such things. Can't you, know? you go a tour without singing that song? My number one hit? <laughs> can we set that song aside for 10 minutes? I wonder how often that happens where some rocker is out there singing a song that was important at one point in life, but has nothing to do with anything anymore. Every single song ever written. That stupid American Pie song. Yeah, right. The first, after first time they've ever played, it was obsolete. What? What's it even about? Oh, I well, love it, that song. It's, it's, about, all, it's, it's about all the music people that die. Well, some yeah. of them. He wrote about that, Mick Jagger that, Why do you that need song? to hear that more than once? That was considered like the third best song in, 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 in of all time. I guarantee he hates it. Don McLean? Oh, it, yeah. It's made him a lot I mean, of he money. He rest in peace, right? No, he's not dead, but, but, pretty, no. but pretty bad guy. Yeah, uh, is recently, he? if you look no. into it, his, his action's not... Uh, not terrific. Not not well, the basketball analyst, Don McLean. No, the, the singer-songwriter. He has a really uh, awesome song about Vincent Van Gogh, if you've never heard that song. Yeah, really I've heard it. Sounds fascinating. Uh, all right, let's get to Sounds of Various <laughs> Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Uh, I found this one and thought of you, Gordon, because here's Chris Mad Dog Russo, who was really mad that Bryce Harper was tweeting out his opinion about <laughs> returning to play because Bryce Harper stinks. 
Bryce Harper is getting paid three hundred thirty-six million dollars. He's not Garrett Cole. He got paid three hundred and thirty-six million dollars. If you don't live up to money and you stink, as he did, I can't listen to you tell me I'm raring to go. You know what? How about last year? You were awful. Gee whiz! Come on, there is some accountability. Guys get the highest paid player in the sport, and they even make an all-star team. For crying out loud. My gosh. With that kind of money comes some responsibility. You think if Garrett Cole this year goes 7-20 and 20, or whenever we have a full year, you think people are going to say, well, you know what? So, uh, And then he starts tweeting people, I'm raring to go for next year. You think the Yankee fans going to react? They go crazy. I wish he said that last year and he won ball games for us. My gosh. Stop tweeting when you stunk. Bauer's another one. You know, here's Frank Conner about Bauer throwing the ball into the center field bleachers when he got taken out of a game. Or Frank Conner when he... Played around with a drone and broke his finger, bleeding to death on the mound in Toronto. Ask the Reds how that trade worked out. If Mike Trout tweets, I'll live with it. He's earned it. Rizzo tweets, he's a champion. I'll, I'll live with it. I'll earn it. I'll, I'll deal with that one. Harper's done nothing. He got paid 330 Machado, I don't want to hear from him either. There comes a responsibility when you make a fortune. How about me? Yeah, if, if, if I'm start tweeting about a serious issue and I stunk. Hey, come on, Chris, shut up. Get something done on, on radio first and you can tweet. My goodness gracious. Oh, I can't lie. That's a bunch of nonsense. Perform. Perform. For that kind of money I expect. Before. And then they got Kevin Freeland, who was in the minor leagues this year, who stunk up the joint for the Rockies. I got to listen to him. How about win a few ball games? Agreed. That may be the that might be the dumbest sound I've ever heard. Agreed. What is wrong Agreed, with him? Bryce. Shut your That's Bible so pal. Amen, brother Russo. What? what? <laughs> you can't Preach. If you don't if you don't live up to your, what your expectation is for yourself and you have no voice anymore? Exactly. Maybe you That's should ridiculous. Do less, Come on, give me a break. Maybe you should do less tweeting and more practicing. Well, how do you know he's not practicing? Because you see his batting average. Yeah, uh, and besides, he's not talking about some subject he has. He, he knows nothing about. Doesn't matter. Oh, man, come on. I can't believe he really think that. That, that five seconds. That's showbiz radio right there, folks. That five seconds. Come on, teacher. shut up. Shut up. You didn't hit, you, you hit 250. Shut up. You're making 400 million. Get out of here. Shut up. Give me a break. Is that your PK? Yeah, that sounded like PK. Uh, but no, 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 I, I agree with his point because that five seconds that he took to tweet was five seconds he wasn't applying to not sucking. You don't really think that, Jake. You know, maybe that five, that five seconds would, would leave him to, to hit higher than 250 next year because he does need to earn that paycheck. All right. What? Nobody has a voice. Unless you live up to somebody else's standard for what you should do because you get paid a lot of money. Just because you're honking out for the Phillies right now. Don't don't give me this and that. I just don't understand that. Uh, numbers ebb and flow. I mean, yeah, it's better if he plays better. I get that. What were, what, what were Harper's uh, uh, numbers last year? Putrid. You could probably Google uh, How bad were they? Awful. I've got them in front of me, but I'm going to wait for you to Google them. No, I don't want to. Why not? Because. This is your point you're trying to make. I know, but, but my, no, that's not my point. I'm not suggesting that Bryce Harper was was, was what he could have been. But, and I'm a Philly, I, I like the Phillies. I grew up a Phillies fan. 
Uh, I, I just think that he can do better than that. And just because he didn't do better than that doesn't mean that he has to shut up. He hit uh, 219 last year. He had uh, seven home runs and uh, 28 RBI. Get out of here. I know. Austin shaking his head. Well, I'm not going to give the real stats. I mean, 219 is, is not that far from what he hit. <laughs> What, what, what are the real ones? Come on, Jake. <laughs> oh, man. Well, no. I, what do you mean? What are the real ones? Third worst hitting season of his career. What did he hit? 260. How many home runs? 35. How many RBIs? 114. Ah! Come on! Shut up! Exactly. His team won how many games? Now, how good were the Phillies last year? Oh, and by the way, eighty-one and eighty-one. How the how good were my boys, world champs? <laughs> his former, his former team. And you then sang See, to him the pink song. This is, so this what? Is, this I'm is coming. Rock star. So this what? is coming closer to we're the world truth now. Champions. Jake is bitter because his guy left the nest and went to a better situation. We're better off without him. We that, won. That, no, that's not true because Jake wasn't a fan of the Nationals until after Bryce oh, Harper left. That's right. I forgot. Not until they actually won the World Series. That's when he became a we fan. We did it without Bryce because Bryce stinks. Just it's, just anchor on the rest of the team. It's it's why you, you don't like guys uh, celebrating a, a free throw made. You, you, it's, it's nothing. You don't need to be celebrating that. Bryce Harper is the guy that hits a C&I single and flexes and throws his helmet off and shakes his hair for the Pantene Pro-V contract. True. That is true. That's exactly <laughs> so that, right. This Come is on. the same thing and as hitting 260 and then saying, we're not being treated well. And here we are talking about him, right? Why? Because he's one of the most exciting players in the game. Not and really, he's terrible. Though. Yeah, he is terrible. He is very exciting and very bad. It's just not true what you're saying. I wonder if he, he, he wasn't been... three. He wasn't three hundred and fifty million good, but, he, <laughs> but he's not bad. I bet he's a better tennis player than he is a baseball player. <laughs> you guys are pathetic. He struck out one hundred and seventy-eight times, Woof. the highest Woof. single season strikeout number in his career. How about you don't strike out that's that much? That's because that's that's he was trying to lift his team by himself. Well, he failed. Well, okay, he'll tell you that. I doubt it. His GDP was 10, whatever the hell that is. Gross domestic product? (laughs) Yes. Oh, double plays grounded into. Okay. I didn't know Bryce Harper had his own GDP. (laughs) 350 million. He might. He's making that kind of money. All right. Wait, 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 wait. It's it's a gross national product, isn't it? There's a domestic. No, GDP. Yeah, gross domestic product. I've never heard of a GNP. You haven't? Is that a thing? I've heard of a yeah. GNC. So is Bryce Harper. <laughs> I used to I used to own a GMC. No, you didn't. Yeah. A truck? Yeah, well, it was a family uh, thing. Gross national income is a thing. The gross national income previously known as gross national product wow. is the total domestic and, for- and foreign output claimed by uh. residents of a country consisting of gross domestic product plus factor incomes earned by foreign residents minus income earned by the domestic economy by non-residents. I'd agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. The things we learn on the big show. Well, I I think more people are probably 
familiar with GDP, but yes. For more of this, Mountain America Credit Union Market Update tomorrow. Tomorrow, 3.50. Join us. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check it out, going out on the late night. Looking tight, feeling nice, it's a cockfight. I can tell, I just know that it's going down tonight. At the door, we don't wait, cause we know them. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Ten years ago, Gordon, Utah, the news breaks. They were accepted into the Pac-12. It didn't become official until, what, uh, the first week in July, right? But uh, 10 years ago, it's hard to believe that that was a decade ago, we found out that the sports landscape along the Wasatch Front was going to change. That's, uh, that's a bit, time just, time is a funny thing. Isn't it? Do you remember where you were? And there's a reason I'm, I'm asking this question, because you and I were doing the show together at, a time, at the time. And I remember that day when that news broke, I was doing the show with Todd Christensen, of all people, who ended up being like the the perfect fill-in host uh, when that news broke. And uh, rest his soul, of course, uh, Todd, great guy. And he was uh, extremely fun to work with at that time. But I remember specifically, Gordon, I don't know if you were on assignment or on vacation or what the deal was, but I remember we were not together 10 years ago on this day. Do you remember where you were? It wasn't the day that they had the actual announcement up at the stadium. No, no, no. It? I'm talking about oh. the day like the news broke. Okay. No, I don't remember. I don't remember. But uh, I do remember being up there at the uh, in the in the loge up at the stadium when uh, when they uh, had all the dignitaries there announcing that. And that was that was a good day. That was a good day for the Utes. That's why I, I was. Th- I think that day was like July third or something like that. It was one was of the, yeah, because I was up there too at the Capitol. And it was like the first week in July, but it was. Remember, uh, I was. What do you uh, mean the capital? It was at the. Uh, it was at Rice Cycle. Oh, they, well, they had the the formal ceremony. They had a formal ceremony up at oh. the Capitol. So I guess we're talking about two different things. But okay. uh, don't you remember? I was I was talking to to Hatch about this. Remember OrangeBloods.com that had all the yeah. breaking all mm. that Texas news and how uh, uh, Texas just played the Pac-10 at the time. Mm to get a better deal out of the Big 12. And we were going through moments where we didn't even know if the Big 12 was going to exist anymore. Right down to Orange Bloods, their Twitter account got hacked and, and announced for 20 <laughs> minutes that BYU and Air Force also got into the uh, the Big 12. I mean, it, was, it, was, it was one of the more memorable, wild days in sports radio that I've had. Well, it was a huge move for the Utes, no doubt about that. The basketball team really hasn't... Uh, done a whole lot uh, in uh, beyond what they had been doing earlier. But look at what the football team 
as uh, how it has uh, grown through the conference as far as overall talent level and whatnot been huge and not to mention the dollars involved. No doubt. So 10 years ago today is when the news broke officially, not the invita- official invitation or, or the, the official acceptance, but this is when the news broke that it was going to happen and Utah was going to get into the Pac-12. Because remember, it was actually Utah was getting into the Pac-11 because Colorado had already been uh, basically accepted into the Pac-12. Because if you remember, Gordon, Colorado and Nebraska were actually the first two teams to move. And then we were in a holding pattern for around, I think, a month as we re- waited for the rest of the chips to fall. But Colorado had actually already gone to the Pac-12 and Nebraska had already gone to the Big Ten. Well, those teams uh, like Texas and others, uh, Utah, really benefited from their decision not to come aboard because the Utes would not have been invited had that happened. But on the other hand, the Utes uh, had done a very good job in getting their athletics to a, to a point where they were attractive to the Pac-12, even as a second choice. So it worked out nicely for them. Yeah, and uh, and say what you will about your buddy Chris Hill, but he he played that behind the scenes quite well. In fact, he's come on our airwaves and talked about that a couple of times. It's a pretty interesting story. He he really played uh, the the behind the scenes like a fiddle. Well, he he put him he put the program in a position to take advantage of a situation that was fortunate for them. Well, don't you haven't you heard his stories about secret plane flights and all these things where he was just doing everything he possibly can to, to, to could, I suppose, to, to put them in the right position, but also pull the right strings behind the scenes. I would, I would love for uh, everybody involved in that whole process, right down to, you know, boosters and things like that to, to lay out the narrative of how it all happened. I'd pick up that book. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. And it certainly has benefited the university of Utah. All right. We'll have more big show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Wrapping up the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It has been a very productive Wednesday, Gordon. It has, and it's been a fun one, too, and informative. We found out uh, that you would have no problem with uh, uh, one of your employers videotaping you 24-7. We found <laughs> out that you'd be fine with that. That's not what I said. And then you That's accused me of being guilty of something just because I value my privacy. Well... I, you are paranoid about your privacy, and maybe that's maybe there's room for that these days. Seems like I mean, you know, there is no privacy anymore once you step outside your front door. And I'm not even sure because uh, can, don't they say that satellites can take a picture through your window in your house? Uh, it would not surprise me. But see, the, just because they have that capability doesn't make it okay. I get an argument with my buddy. Uh, I have a buddy who's who's big into Apple, right? And uh, talk to him about, uh, don't you worry about them stealing your data and all this stuff. And he says, man, they've been doing it forever. Who cares? <laughs> Besides, most people's lives are not all that interesting. Anyway. Well, so mine you... is, darn it, and I don't need anybody spying <laughs> on it. Okay, including your wife. Exactly. Yeah, we have a thing called trust in our relationship, Gordon, and it's a valuable, valuable thing. But as I said previously, if she were in trouble and she needed your help, and you could find out where she was uh, via your phone, uh, wouldn't you want that information? 
What and if you and if you were your wife, wouldn't you want your husband to have that information? What did we do in society pre about 2013, Gordon? Because <laughs> that's that's what we do right there. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I get it. I know. I know. I know. My devices in my house are listening to our conversations in the house. I, I know you have some bored employee somewhere who's tuning in, listening to what's going on. Well, just because you, you have you know, to be, you know, tracked by somebody to keep you honest doesn't mean that that's uh, applicable to me. Okay. No response there? Other than, no, okay. I just, I, I, I don't, I, I think there are, okay, let me say it this way. There are pros and cons. Mostly to cons. this highly technological society in which we live what movie was it that uh, that centered on this topic uh that centered on what topic uh, surveillance i think there's a lot of them well not to, not just surveillance but uh, invasion of privacy via technology i don't know what was that uh, sandra bullock movie about the internet yeah i, I think it was called the net that, that was quite a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think Dennis Miller was in that movie. No big deal. <laughs> movie Zone, coming up Thursday at 7. Stay tuned for that. Uh, What's the question this week, Austin? I don't know if Austin's come up with a question. Oh. They'll come up with that tomorrow. We got at one. Austin Horton. We got a poll question. Oh, what is it? What is uh, it? This week, uh, I just need to remember uh, what it is. Uh, it is, what, what, which of your favorite movies would you most like to see re-released in theaters? Oh, none. Can that be an answer? Not remade, re-released. Oh, re-released. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Re-released. Like you can go to have the movie experience again with that particular movie. Come on, Jake. A bridge too far would be. That'd be answer. good. In Atmos. Yeah. That'd be terrific. Uh-huh. In the D box seats. Pretty sweet, right? So there you go. Yeah, that's my answer. Are the D box seats the ones that shake uh, when the ground moves and all that stuff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, that is adds a new dimension, a, kind of an extra dimension to watching a movie. No answer from you. Hmm. That is uh, that. You know what? I wouldn't mind seeing in the movie theater. Some uh, racy, that, uh, I'm sure. No, something like uh, Caddyshack or something like that. Okay, that's a good answer. I can see that. All right, Gordo. Well, hey, you enjoy your evening, my friend. Yeah, all our listeners out there, stay safe, stay sane, and enjoy life. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it, don't we, Jake? We do indeed. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.